Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Forest Spirituality with me, Julie Brett. This episode I'm going to talk about the winter solstice and what that's like here in the mountains and some observations on what that might be like in other places around the country and um, yeah, what, what I've been experiencing and just just sort of creating a bit of a, a point for discussion um, I've been doing this for a few months now, um, so if you're listening at a different time of year, you might like to flick through and see if there's the right time of year for you. And I'm doing this from Australia, so um, the things that I'm talking about might be different to where you live. Um, but I'd love to hear what your experiences are like. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm quite interested in adapting our wheel of the year to different places and not necessarily always working with the traditional wheel of the year as we find it in many of the books on paganism and druidry but also um, thinking about what's happening in our local environment and how we can make sense of that and not just the environment but also our own sense of what we want to be doing you know the moods of our own selves as the seasons change so um, firstly, I'm sorry I'm a bit late with this one, if you are keeping up with them. Um, I've been looking at buying a house, which is really exciting. Um, and yeah, that's been putting a bit of a spanner in the works for my schedule, but that's life, I guess. So, But it's pretty exciting. Um, and yeah, we will be working on creating that beautiful home environment through the winter, which seems really fitting. I think that um, the the whole winter season is is has quite a focus on the home and sort of the inner world but literally our inner inside world as if especially if we live in a place that's quite cold we have had really cold weather here up in the mountains uh we even had an early snow uh and it's been some nights have been minus 4 so it's been quite chilly um there the seasons here are quite extreme. We get hot summers, cold winters, and the autumn and the spring are just um, amazingly beautiful um, and very comfortable. I spend a lot of time outside in the autumn and the spring, but uh, the summer I find I'm inside quite a lot because it's too hot in the middle of the day, and in the winter I spend a lot of time inside because, um, yeah, that, that shorter day and it's just quite cold. Um, in my garden, though, I have been a bit more active than I have been the last couple of years, um, moving up from the northern beaches where you could basically plant something at all times of year in the veggie garden. There was always something that would grow. It just wasn't that cold. Um, so... I remember when I went over to England being quite surprised that there was nothing that you could grow there, or at least the seed packets didn't say on them that you could plant things in the wintertime. Whereas here there's there's always something that you can grow in the wintertime. We've got um, – and, and here I have to use a greenhouse, so I'm experimenting with how to use a greenhouse because it's all brand new to me. Um, but I'm trying to get seedlings going in a little greenhouse uh, so that I can plant those out and they'll grow through the winter. We've got cabbages and some onions, but I've also got some seeds that I'm going to plant that are um, broccoli and leeks and maybe give carrots a go. The carrots don't ever seem to work for me. Um, I think you have to have exactly the right kind of soil to make carrots work well. Um, but yeah, so these winter foods um, I'm trying to give a go and it's it's really uh, 
whatever environment you live in, you really have to find out about exactly which ones are going to work in your place. And you can find calendars sometimes um, in like at our co-op, there's a, there's a poster on the wall with a calendar on it and it shows the different areas all around the country and uh, the different um, vegetables that you can plant at different times of year, which is really helpful. And it's very different. Every place that you go um, has a different kind of cycle and different vegetables will grow at different times of year. So understanding how your veggie garden works can be a really big part of your wheel of the year if that's something that you do. And it has been for me, even if it's just the the fact that I only really want to go outside. Um, the only time when it's really comfortable is um, in that middle of the day. There's maybe four or five hours when when I can get outside, and the and then it's it's a bit too cold in the morning. It's a bit too cold in the afternoon. Um, whereas in the summer, it's the opposite. I like being out early in the morning, and uh, in the evening just before sunset. Um, but that middle of the day period, I don't really want to be outside. So, yeah, these sort of cycles of activity. Uh, we've, we can't get into ruts, I think, with, with what we want to do. It's, it's quite natural for us to want to have these routines every day where we do the same thing as like this idea that there should be a daily practice, that we should do something the same every single day. But I think that that doesn't necessarily work very well when everything is changing around us if the seasons are making it more comfortable for us to do things at different time of day, if we have the opportunity to change that, I think it's really good to do that because it helps us to be more in tune with our environment and what's going on around us. So other things that I've been doing are really getting into some hearty cook-ups and uh, getting in the kitchen. It's, um, it's kind of frustrating in the summertime because it's so hot in the house that I, I really don't want to use the oven at that time of year. But in the winter, it's like an extra heater. Um, I get the, you know, I get a, a pie cooking or put a casserole in or or something, uh, you know, get some bread going, something that, that wants to be in there for a while and that, that can, can create extra heat in the house. So it's like being resourceful with our energy use. Um and I like to leave the oven door open a bit afterwards so that that nice heat goes through the house. But yeah, having having lots of cooking going on, it's it's nice as well to have people around for food. Um, yeah, I think that there's it's it's so easy to be very introverted at this time of year. There's this real hibernation mentality that I think that we we get pulled into this this feeling that. We just want to snuggle up on the sofa with a hot drink and a blanket and watch TV and, um, you know, be quite introverted and by ourselves. But I think there's a there's a balance that happens and it's also a balance that happens in the summertime in the opposite way. In the winter, we're drawn to that introversion. We We, you know, the darkness makes us feel like we want to go to bed earlier. So we do things that are kind of like going to bed. Um... We also really just enjoy, you know, being being cosy and warm and, and being near the heater and staying staying snuggled up, of course, are, are really um, are really appealing. Um, but I think that there's a balance that we like to have that, that's good, and that's about making this time of year social, more social, and and um, having friends over to share a meal. Uh, 
or to sit around the fire and have a bit of a, a sing song or tell some stories or share poetry and do those bardic arts and things like that or even you know using this time to make crafts for the purpose of giving them to friends as gifts um I think that those are all really natural things as well and they they kind of create a bit of a light in the in this dark time there's there's a lovely balance of energy there that we don't need so much activity in in our sort of outside life the activity can come from our social um, engagements and ones that we do on a really um, enjoyable level you know bringing things into our lives that are that are really fun and lovely and it can be hard. I know it can be hard because, you know, you're snuggly under the blanket. You don't want to go out into the cold. You don't want to go somewhere else. You just want to stay snuggly and warm. Um, but I feel like like there's a balance that I, if I push myself just that little bit to do it, I really, really enjoy that time that I spend socially at this time of year, that it really helps me. And it's kind of the opposite in summer that happens is that um, summertime for us is such a busy time. It's such a social time. There's so many things happening, so many uh, events to go to or parties on. or and, and also here in Australia we have Christmas at the same time of year and there's end-of-year parties and New Year's parties and there's just all this social stuff happening that at that time of the year I really uh, get a lot out of taking time out for myself and being alone and spending time meditating and being quiet because it balances that. Um, whereas at this time of the year, I get a lot out of um, seeking out social engagement in the midst of all of the the quiet parts of my life. So I think it's, it's good to have that balance because um, if we have too much social time in the summer, we get worn out and we need that, that alone time to refresh us. Whereas in the winter, we can spend too much time by ourselves and it can lead to things like uh, sad seasonal affective disorder syndrome, uh, which is when we feel depressed because we're it's dark and we spend a lot of time by ourselves and we there's a lot of joy that can you know f- sort of fix that that sense of feeling sad in the in the winter time that can come from that social connection. Um, I'm sure everybody's different. But um, that's that sort of seems to feel right to me. But if it doesn't work for you, that's cool. Um, of course, this isn't just um, something for Australia. This is definitely something that our our traditional wheel of the year relates to. Um, living in the mountains here, I do find that that traditional wheel of the year works for me much better than uh, it ever did down on the beaches. On the beaches. I felt like winter was so short. We hardly even had to have the the heater on for very long. It just kind of created a bit of a blip in my year where I couldn't go to the beach for a few months. And um and uh, I had to plant some different vegetables in the garden. Um yeah, I did I did sometimes get a little depressed through the winter time, but it was so short there that I you know, it was through quite quickly. I did find that, you know, not being able to do things like go surfing, um, I wanted to do other things. Like, so I would, uh, I bought a bicycle one year and, and rode my bike a lot, which was great. And going on the bike tracks around the lake and things like that. Like sometimes the seasons force us to think outside of the box and do something different. 
um, you know, just that, that shift of routine. And I'm sure, it, you know, if you live somewhere like in the tropics or somewhere where the weather's a lot warmer and winter time is perhaps not so much about it being really cold but about it being dry or about it just being mild, then your sense of what winter is about might be really different. And just being aware of what you're naturally drawn to doing but also what balances that I think is is something worth looking at too. So yeah, winter always reminds me that of those two parts of myself that I want to be more introverted, that I enjoy that um, that reclusive um, energy of you know retreat almost into that hibernation mode. But I also like to expand out and have those social times that are really enjoyable too. It's like a balance. So you might find that there's a different kind of balance happening where you live um, that is brought on by some other environmental factors of this time of the year. And, um, yeah, so traditionally this would have been, I mean, in, in England, the, you know, when I was living there, the, um, the night was so long. It, I was working in a cafe and we would start, at, you know, in the dark and it wouldn't get light until nearly halfway through our shift and then, by 4pm it was dark again, 3pm it was starting to get dark. Um, so, you know, this incredibly short day um, of light and just felt like we were living in darkness. Um, it was quite strange for me because even, you know, in the depths of winter here, we've still got quite a long time of light. But imagining what that would be like without, you know, um, TV shows to binge watch or... Um, podcasts to listen to or the internet to flick through or something like that to keep us entertained what did people do on those long dark nights and I imagine they got together they had a fire they cooked good food to keep them warm they told stories they shared poems and songs they kept each other entertained and that's why I think um, this time of year feels so right with that kind of activity because it's so much a part of that that human heritage that we have, uh, especially in this tradition of ours. So, yes, yeah, spending that time balancing that energy, I think, is really important. Things that I've noticed in the bush are uh, there's we, we've had an incredible growth year this year and very, very much aligned with the amount of rain that we've had. Um, watching the, the trees grow out, the window of my house um, I've noticed that there's almost always been some new growth on the crowns of the trees um, except in the we, we had a couple of months where it was quite dry um, but yeah we've we've had a fairly at least not not necessarily rainy but damp year um, you know a bit of mist through and and quite a heavy dew even if there wasn't rain so the the trees have been getting quite a lot of new growth and I found that quite interesting because I had always associated the uh, springtime and the autumn with that high growth and I think that on average that is still true because those are quite mild times of years when when the the plants do have more opportunity to grow and growing seedlings I found that that springtime and autumn is definitely when the seedlings uh, from the native seeds um, like to to come up because it's mild they don't seem to work so well in the heat of the summer or the, the cold of the winter. But, yeah, there's there's been a 
just noticing that through the year has been quite interesting. So we've, we've got quite a bit of growth happening at the moment, quite a, a bit of rain right now too. Uh, the wattle is blooming at the moment. Um, I haven't been out into the uh, the spot where I saw it last time, um, so I want to go down there this week and see if I can find it again, but there is some in other areas that I've seen um, and definitely the ones that people have planted around in gardens are, are all bursting into life at the moment. It's really quite lovely. And um, The other thing about this time of the year that, that I um, talk about in my book is that it's the hardening, that it's about the the bark on the trees of of the ones that lose their bark being at their hardest. This is not a time when they lose their bark. This is a time when they're hardening up and protecting themselves from the winter. And I've always loved that symbolism because it's about, um, to me, it's about protection, it's about edges, it's about the home, it's about, um, you know, being encased in that um, centre and being in that inner world. And, um, you know, I've been talking in this episode about the, the sort of practical lived aspects of of what that's about in sharing stories and um, you know having friends over and sharing that home space with people but of course it can also be about working on your inner worlds and and working on what is uh, what are your inspirations and you know we we can be drawn in that introversion to a lot more meditative experiences in the dark half of the year this is the the time of of more introversion but but at this winter solstice time it's sort of like we're moving away from descending into that and then now it's like the point where we're we're grasping towards new ideas and new inspiration that we're going to work on when we come to that light half of the year again there's that you know that the descent into the self and the quietening and now there's the the beginning to rise again and to find that inspiration and move move up with the energy again so yeah um I think this is a great time of year for doing a lot of meditation and um looking within ourselves for what those seeds are that we want to be planting for the next part of the journey for the next part of our year or, or the next solar year to come and what uh, you know, making some plans for what we'd like to do. This is sort of the dreaming, uh, envisioning time. And from now until uh, what I call the flower festival, um, but Imolk, um, the first spring festival, we're, we're sort of planting those seeds and, and coming to that idea um, gradually through, through that inner working um, and finding out what it is that's going to inspire us, but without without sort of urgency at the moment, it's just it's just coming uh, slowly towards that time of inspiration. I think as the the wattle blooms more and more, and we get more and more of this uh, you know flowering of spring that will be coming in the next few weeks and months, it's lovely uh, to associate that with our own inspiration flowering and coming into being uh, gradually and, and finding out that light rising, not just in the world around us, but within ourselves too. So, yes, there's uh, so much I could say about every season, but I think I'll just keep doing these, um, certainly for the rest of the year, and then we'll see how we go. Maybe I can do some review episodes. We'll see. 
Um, but yeah, thanks for having a listen. I hope this was useful to you. And if you have any comments, uh, I'll be sharing it on the Druids Down Under Facebook group. You can have a look there. Though I know we've got some uh, quite a lot of listeners from other countries as well, which is really exciting. Um, I'm really stoked that there are people listening to this in the US and Canada and other countries in Europe and um, even a couple in Asia too. And that's really exciting. So thank you for listening. I'm glad that this is um, something that's interesting to you too. I hope that you can get something out of um, me sharing my ideas about how to do druidry or, or do nature spirituality in uh, lands other than the British Isles where so much of this information comes from um, and that it helps you to think about how to adapt things to where you live and make your connection to the land more um, meaningful for you and help you to move in flow and find that peace that comes with having that connection with the land. Um, of course, if you'd like to know more about what I do, you can find out more on my uh, my blog, which is juliebrett.net, or you can get a copy of my book, Australian Druidry, Connecting with the Sacred Landscape. I, um, I'm also uh, often on the Druids Down Under Facebook group and love sharing things and talking about stuff there. So if you're interested in that, you'd be very welcome to come along. So thanks very much for listening. And I'll catch you on the next one.